0: And then that was when I was just like, I don't think I want to be with men. I don't think I want to be with, like, cisgendered men, like, again. Like, I just don't. (laughs) And it wasn't anything, like, against my husband. Like, it wasn't like that I didn't love him or I didn't want to be with him. It was just that it was like, I was like, I don't think that this has ever, like, been right for me. And I think that the problem is that, like, now in the pandemic, we all have so much, like, time to think about this kind of stuff. But first, a word from our sponsors.
1: Dogecoin to the moon? ready to buy the dip start investing in cryptocurrency today with coinbase and you can get ten dollars worth of bitcoin for free after signing up at manwhorepod.com slash crypto come on how much longer is this fiat thing gonna last The Handy is leading a sex toy revolution for the dick havers. So you're going to want to get this one wrapped around your cock with free shipping when you use promo code BILLY20 at thehandy.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing, whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker.
1: You'll find what you came for
0: here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
1: Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manor Podcast. Shout out to all the love addicts and romance junkies, to all the man-eaters and lady-killers. This is Billy Presida and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Did you, did you uh, catch that, that post credit scene in last week's episode? Yeah, it was pretty fun, huh? Yeah, it was like a Marvel movie, but way sluttier. <laughs> That's why we listened through the entire episode, because you never know what fun stuff you're going to miss at the end of it. Anyways, this week on the podcast, I'm bringing back stand-up comedian Madeline Smith. And boy, does she have an update for y'all that involves way less boys than last time she was on the show a couple years back. I'll let her tell you about it. Uh, thank you to those of y'all who were uh, shouting out episode four hundred, who who shared your thoughts and feelings and reactions to our to our non monogamous blowjob experiment. Especially those of y'all who shared so in the Peep Show and the Champagne Room, our online communities for fan whore nation. It was really wonderful to us uh, to share that milestone with everybody. So, uh, from deep down in my heart, thank you all for sharing that experience with me. Uh, but something I didn't announce in last week's episode, because I didn't really want to bring down the vibe of such a such a wonderful show. But last week, when I put out episode 400, I was at the tail end of dealing with COVID. I don't mean like dealing with COVID the way we're all just existentially dealing with COVID. I mean like I got COVID. Not like right now, but like I I had I had COVID nineteen. It happened. Billy had a breakthrough, a breakthrough, a breakthrough. Yeah, a breakthrough infection for the fully vaccinated. It's going to happen sometimes. I pretty much just had like a bad cold. That was pretty much it. It a bad cold where I also lost my smell, which I still do not have back yet. But I'm otherwise feeling great. I'm feeling fine. I uh, even brought back the Corona cast. Picking up the microphone here and there throughout my sickness and recovery, you know, just uh, popping on the mic, sharing how my body was feeling and, and weird things that still managed to happen even though I was isolating at home. You know, I had a, had a weird thing happen with a casting producer, some roommate drama. So if you want to hear what my 10 days with COVID were like, you can check out that new Corona cast exclusively on Patreon. Uh, that bonus episode is available to all of my $5 and up fan whores at patreon.com slash man whore podcast. That's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash man podcast. I got a listener email, an advice question. Uh, this one in particular, I wanted to share with with y'all. He writes, Hi, Billy. I'm hoping you might Share some of your experience and knowledge. My girl is wanting to experience a bukkake, and I would like to give her this experience. Having heard you talk about arranging gangbangs, I figured you would be an excellent resource for advice on good sites to advertise for interest and how best to qualify those who may respond so as to minimize risk. Thanks in anticipation, David. Okay, David. Bukakis, gosh, love those. Uh, You know, we've covered those. ...on this podcast over the years, uh, including how they served as my introduction to group sex in the first place... ...when I was just a bright-eyed 22-year-old college senior on Craigslist. Uh, for, those of, uh, for, for those of you who are unaware, a bukkake is when a group of men ejaculate in a circle. I guess you could do it in an oval, really any shape you want. I just think that a circle is the most efficient. But it's it's when like a group of men ejaculate uh, in a circle onto a very eager recipient technically a bukkake doesn't even require any oral sex it could could just be a group of dudes jacking off on someone or it could be more like a blow bang situation but it's a group of dudes an eager slut and most importantly it's covering said slut with cum what's the difference between a blow bang and the bukkake i i do think it's the the collective coming on element that really separates I really hope like the headmistress from my boarding school isn't listening right now Jesus uh, I'm not going to get invited to really any alumni functions I feel like at this point now now David and really all of y'all listen I you know I do offer fantasy fulfillment coaching that's a thing I can do I may not be good at much in this world, but this is something I think I'm pretty good at. If you feel like you need personal consultation about a fantasy or or even hands-on help in the planning and execution of your wildest dreams, I think you should hire me. I think we should schedule a consult. Shoot me an email, David. Anybody listening, shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com if you're interested. Okay, now, you and your girls, Bukaki. The first thing I thought when I read your email, I was like, well, one, let's make sure this is her fantasy. And not your fancy that you told her about, and she's now saying she wants to do it for you. Because, like, just because she says she watched a porn of it once doesn't mean it's her fancy. So, because this is not her emailing me, this is the guy emailing me claiming his girl wants a bukkake. You wanna know where to find dicks for a bukkake. And, you know, without going into my entire dick recruitment masterclass, here's where I would go to recruit for your group sex event, where it's gonna be, you know, Multiple dick havers and an eager, cute recipient. The first one's Reddit. We talk about Reddit often, right? Your mileage may vary where you live, but you know, here for me in New York City, it's been really useful. There are a lot of people on there, and I think if you make a thoughtful, detailed post, and it's not from a throwaway account, then I think you have a good chance at recruitment. Throwaway account's really gonna be hit or miss because a lot of people don't trust them, and for good reason, because it's a throwaway account. Even if you have an alt account, Make it like a an active alt account. Watch, you know, go do some upvotes, get into some comment threads, make it semi anonymous but active. Because the more karma you get on Reddit, just the more trust it just shows that you're a person. So mileage may vary, but Reddit. The next one is um sex positive dating apps, field, fet life, apg. Even you know, you could even let her make a tender. Let her do the swiping, which also alleviates you from having to like weed out guys based on looks, especially if you're not into men yourself. You know, you at least have let her do the first run of here, are people that in theory I would let them put their dick in my mouth, right? Let her make a Tinder, let her swipe through, and then you can take it if you're doing the organization and you can message her matches on like a lazy Sunday, like all at once. Next, uh, friends. Using dicks you already know and trust has its benefits, also has its drawbacks, but depending on like what type of friendships you have and what type of people you and your girl are, going into your friend circle for dicks for a bukkake may be a really good strategy. A subset of this also can include ex-lovers of your girl or even yourself if if you yourself have dicks in your past. These are people that you know. These are people you could reasonably trust. And then another one I could recommend is, you know, you could go to a sex club. Depends where you live, but that's a plausible option. One of the last sex parties I went to, a friend of mine said she wanted to do a bukaki. This is real. This happened. But she wasn't really sure how to make it happen. We were talking about it. We were outside of Hacienda, and she was like, gosh, I really want to, like, suck a bunch of dicks and have them come on me. And then I just simply suggested, why don't you go around Introduce yourself to some guys and just mention you're looking for dicks for bukkake in 15 minutes. Just be like, yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, you're cute. My name's this. You know, by the way, um, if you're interested, I, you know, I'm I'm setting up a bukkake in like 15 minutes downstairs. Uh so just like feel free to come down and find us if if you're interested. (laughs) Because sometimes it really is just that easy. And lo and behold, 15 minutes later, I was down in the basement with my cock in her mouth with four other fellas circling her, waiting their turn. Dicks that want to be sucked are fairly easy to find. Now, dicks worth your time is another story. Vetting dicks is the least fun of all this because, you know, at least the way I do it, I assume the worst of the men and I make men prove that they're worth her time. Because I've come to learn, especially being on OnlyFans and uh, seeing how big of a request comes with such little a tip, men ain't shit. Truly, men. Capital M men ain't shit. When using friends and people you know or ex-lovers, I think you can be a little looser in your vetting process because they may be better behaved from the get-go. There's a social consequence when you misbehave among friends. Word will then travel among your friend circle. Hopefully they're they're flatter enough to, you know, to be thought of that you can just lay out the ground rules and a text message to your friends and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, got it, bro. And then you see them at work on Tuesday and and You know, they don't want to make it awkward by being a dickhead to your girl at the Bukkake. They'll probably behave themselves. Um, But if you do put a post out, like I tend to do, that's that's how I tend to recruit for these things. I like to fully explain the scene, explain the vibe, and and explain what we're looking for. And in what I'm looking for, I am very clear that I expect people to read the entire post. Dudes, if you respond to ads on Reddit, please fucking listen to this part. Read the entire post. I don't care how long it is. If you see a really long ad and you feel like, I don't want to read that, don't answer it. Just skip. Move on. Someone put work into writing that post. So many dudes have said to me, I didn't really read it much. It just looked really long. And I'll respond, if you don't have 30 seconds to read a post, you don't deserve to get your dick sucked for free. I don't know. I think that's easy. I think that's reasonable. So in a post, you got to set your intentions. Uh, you got to be clear how they should contact you, what information they should send, do they need to send a pick? what kind of pick are you looking for, although you shouldn't have to say no dick pics, if you don't want dick pics, say no dick pics, also acts as an easy weeding out measure, because if they send a dick pic, you can just be like, that one's out, trust me, you're going to get, depending where you live, you might get so many responses, you'll be thrilled when someone just easily cancels themselves out by not following instructions. Let dudes weed themselves out. On that front, you know, when it comes to dick size, if that matters to your girl, I I would tell people to share an accurate measurement in the response, but don't tell them what size range she wants. Because they'll just lie. Go back to my previous point, men ain't shit. And tell them that in the post. Say, tell let me know your accurate size measurement. I am not going to tell you what range she wants because I don't want you to lie to get yourself in that range you know some dudes will be a really good match for the event but they might be outside your range and it's like no hard feelings I told a guy once that uh, he was a half inch too big he said he actually fibbed up half an inch to look better and then I was like well now I can't trust you though I mean thank you for telling me now but I can't trust you because you just told me you fibbed better luck next time if you'd been honest his five and a half inch dick would have been a winner but alas. Anyways, I hope any of that helps, and again, if, if you need more assistance or coaching, consider hiring me for a phone consultation or even more. Uh, email me for coaching or with your, you know, even if you don't want to hire me. If you have comments, you have questions, if you need some advice, if you have a criticism, you can send any and all of that over to manhorpod at gmail.com. All right, before we get to this week's guest, Malin Smith, let's do a quick fan whore appreciation moment. This is the part of the podcast where I'd like to give a shout-out to members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Today, I want to give a big thank you to Aaron Estes. There are a lot of you out there on Google. I checked. I don't really know which one you are. Uh, I just, I just really hope you're not the wife-murdering pastor. That would be unfortunate, but I would still have to say thank you For your pledge. As I said last week, as I tend to remind you all every week, uh Patreon is the best way you can support me and the Man Whore Podcast and what we're doing. And aside from getting access to behind the scenes content and supporting yours truly, you also get access to private fan whore communities online like the Peep Show. So become a member today, support the podcast that you love, and enjoy the Bennies. Become a member today at patreon.com/slash man whore podcast and now for madeline smith is this fucking mouse gonna pop his head up this little motherfucker okay it's fine am i gonna edit that out no i want you all to know that i have a mouse and he is shitting all over the perimeter of this apartment anyways madeline smith some of y'all may remember madeline from episode 294 uh, episode two ninety four Malin was on here she's talking about you know uh being with her husband being poly being bisexual uh, as well as you know being a a supportive wife in her husband's mental health. Well, I don't want to give it away just yet, but a lot has changed in her love life. Malin is a, a very funny stand-up comedian out here in New York City. She also hosts a podcast called Cheers for Queers. Just take a few guesses what the subject matter is about. Let's go catch up with Madeline Smith. The Man Whore podcast is happily sponsored by The Handy, uh, the hand job machine you didn't know that you needed. Now, I've told you that you can give your access code to like people really anywhere around the world to control your handy and jerk you off from wherever. But what I didn't realize was that you can sync up the Handy to porn videos so you can have the Handy mimic the hand job happening on your screen. Now imagine that with a VR headset and try not to shoot a load in your goddamn pants. There's things called scripts. I don't really understand what scripts are. It's apparently one of those files that ends in some three-letter combination I've never seen before. I'm not really a tech guy. I know there's JPEGs and like wave files and there's MP3s. And I think there's like .dot mov and PDFs. That's about it. That's all I know. Do we still have .dot docs anymore? I don't. I really don't know. It's all Google Docs now. There's no. Anyways, you can program scripts, code it, and then you can link it up with your handy, and you can code those scripts to to correspond to a particular video or to just like go through a particular set of motions and actions. So if you're like like a programmer person and you want to get jerked off by a robot and you know the way in which you want that robot handjob to go down so you don't have to keep pressing the buttons to change it throughout your encounter, gosh, I think you need to go visit thehandy.com, that's H-A-N-D-Y dot com, and go get yourself what is Billy Procida's favorite sex toy. And when you're over at thehandy.com, use promo code BILLY20 to get free shipping the handy comes from my friends over in norway love the norwegians don't love their shipping costs so you're saving 20 30 dollars maybe even more depending where you live in the world so one more time head on over to thehandy.com. use promo code b-i-l-l-y L Y two zero at checkout you're curious about cryptocurrency right you hear everyone talking about bitcoin and ethereums and Litecoin's and and dogecoin to the moon i don't fucking understand it either I like to use cryptocurrency to diversify my investments and savings. Does Billy have investments? It's been almost 8 years of this. It's it's taken 400 episodes to to get enough Patreon money I can have some investments. But we're getting there. (laughs) And my investments have been shooting up. Like right now, I'm invested in a coin called Algorand, which gives you uh, an interest. I was like, ooh, it's like a savings account. I bought in at like $0.82. It's now sitting at like $2.15. It was at like $2.50 last week. It's nuts. I even got to pull some of my money out and feel like a responsible investor person. And I do all my crypto investing on Coinbase, which is a cryptocurrency exchange app simple and easy to use on my phone coinbase's exchange allows you to invest in all sorts of cryptocurrencies ones you've probably even never heard of. do you know there's one called polka Dot? do you feel safe putting your money in, in something called polka Dot? i personally don't but you could if you like it i think it's so much more fun than investing in the stock exchange because if you invest in the stock exchange you gotta watch cnbc and who wants to watch those twats the only good thing on cnbc is shark take reruns okay let's be honest here when you invest your first $100, you're going to get $10 in Bitcoin for free. What a deal. But it's only if you sign up at manwhorepod.com slash crypto. Invest today. Take your money to the moon. One more time at manwhorepod.com slash crypto. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up like delicious
0: lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new
1: Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the,
0: must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Now let's get to the show. So when you were last on the show, you were you were uh, married, yes. bisexual, <laughs> <Yeah>. and polyamorous. <laughs>
0: Everything's changed. Yeah, I was like,
1: <laughs> so of these three, um, which ones are still intact?
0: I guess like none of them. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess none. That's so sad, <laughs> but not necessarily sad. I still think that polyamory is like a very, I think it's like a very cool like thing to do. And I think that for people who are good at it, it's really, I felt like for me, it was good for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if it's something that I really, I think that I overextended thinking like I can really do this. And some mm. people are very like, yeah, I feel like you, that's like sort of your natural way of doing relationships, right?
1: Uh, I mean, it's the way, it's pretty much the, the only way I know. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. yeah wait so and do you not do you not identify as bisexual anymore
0: not really so that
1: that does explain why the shirts have gotten gayer
0: yeah i know now i have this like i have like the gayest shirt ever i know i keep wearing like the most like crazy button downs like constantly (laughs) and i'm like i guess this is just me now
1: so 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 what (laughs) has what has happened with what what, tell us give us the update
0: oh i feel like so many things have happened
1: oh well so so what's going I, I think you were dating the girlfriend yeah. when you were still with your it's i'm I'm just assuming your ex-husband
0: yes yeah okay yeah, that's correct yeah so <laughs> yes. so
1: what what happened
0: um i'm trying to remember when i did your podcast i think it was uh it was like, like two years ago
1: yeah like fall winter of 2019 so okay. um it was you yeah. were really talking a lot about like how to be a good partner with your with your husband's uh, mental illness, yeah, and then yes. also talking about uh, poly a bit too with it.
0: Yes, I remember that. Yeah, it was um with the two people doing polyamory. I felt like it was going very well for uh, until it was the pandemic, and then it was like my girlfriend and I had been dating for eight months, mm-hmm. and then. We couldn't really I know that you guys in your situation, you guys all quarantine together, which like <laughs> seems like a lot, but
1: <laughs>
0: I don't think that's a necessarily a bad idea. But like we couldn't really do that because we only had my husband. And I only had a one bedroom. Uh, we I didn't have a car at the time. We didn't have a car. So there was like no way to really get to Brooklyn mm-hmm. where my girlfriend lived. And then she was living alone. Um and she was just – she couldn't handle being alone um, in her apartment for as long as she was, I think. Like, I, I don't think that she was alone there for that long, maybe, like, three weeks or something. But she started to go kind of, like, insane, like, just, mm-hmm. you know, with the isolation and living alone and working from home. And her, like, job really suffered – her her job, like, really suffered for it. Um, And she was just doing, like, really poorly. And so she went to stay with her parents and it was like oh i'm only gonna be gone for like two weeks but then of course you know she's gone for fucking ever we all
1: thought it was gonna be two weeks exactly (laughs) except for
0: me because i'm so negative i was like she's never coming back and then like she like never did so that fucking sucked but um but it was just really hard because then it was you know i didn't have a job and i didn't have shows so it was like all this time at home alone with my husband and it wasn't that i was like not enjoying being with him or that he wasn't a good like quarantine partner. But it was like a lot of time to just think and be like, oh, I don't. I'm so upset that she left. And it's like more upset than I feel like is like natural to be like, of course, with your if you have multiple partners, you're like, oh, I'm sad that one is gone. But I feel like if one is like the secondary one, it's Mm -hmm. like you kind of would think that you'd be like, oh, but here I am with my primary person so it's like it's i'm not as sad about it maybe or like i just felt like i was having such a huge reaction to her being gone that it was like kind of over the top and it seemed unfair to my husband too because i was like but he's here and i'm not even he's
1: watching like how upset you are to be stuck with him
0: yeah kind (laughs) of and i'm like crying all the time it was just like really really bad and then i was Just thinking about how this was the first time that I had had like a long-term relationship with a woman. I had never like done that before. I'd Mm -hmm. only like had short like sexual things with women. So this was like the first time I've been like in a long-term relationship. And then that was when I was just like, I don't think I want to be with men. I don't think I want to be with like cisgendered men like Mm -hmm. again. Like I just (laughs) don't. And it wasn't anything like against my husband. Like it wasn't like that I didn't love him or I didn't want to be with him. It was just that it was like, I was like, I don't think that this has ever like been right for me. And I think that the problem is that like now in the pandemic, we all have so much like time to think about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I had felt that way in the past, but I had always like kind of pushed it down or just – been really busy and Mm -hmm. you know sometimes you'll just be really busy so you don't have to like think about anything
1: what what does that feel like when you're thinking like i don't think i want to be with men is it just like a sentence that pops in the head is it like a a lack of tingles and jingles like when you're with your husband or even thinking about a man like what what's that even feel like
0: it was like um kind of sexually but also just like well kind of yeah sexually i realized that like This is kind of weird, but I was like, I was thinking about like how I would like have these like sexual fantasies after I started being like long term or long distance relationship with my girlfriend. I was like always like having these like sexual fantasies about her and being like, oh, I miss her so much. And I was like, I never have had a sexual fantasy about a man ever. And then I was like, oh no, this is terrible because I really did like to be married, and I felt like we were very good, like. You know, I just felt like my husband was, like, this really awesome – he is, like, a really awesome person and, like, a best friend. But, like, sexually I had never felt that way. Not just with him, but I had never felt that way with, like, any man. And I thought that, like, that was, like, normal until I started talking about it with, like, other friends. And I was like, do you guys ever fantasize about, like, friends who are straight women or, like, you know, women who are with men? And I'd be like, do you ever fantasize about your partner? Or do you ever, like – when you like jerk off, do you like think about men or like, and like, they were all like, yeah, like usually I normally do or like to an extent. And I was like, oh, maybe this is like kind of weird yeah. or like, you know,
1: when, when y'all first met, do you remember what like the, was there a sexual attraction or was it something that you kind of rounded up to sex? Like, do you remember what those feelings were then?
0: I think it was just like a very good friendship because we were really good friends in high school okay. and I felt like we always got along really well and that our getting married was made sense because we were such close um, like companions in a way. And it's not that it it's hard to explain because it's not that like when I've had sex with men, I'm not like, this is disgusting or like, I hate it. But it's just like I hadn't experienced sex that was like really like. Just something that was like what I wanted to do, and not something that was like I'm kind of doing this for the other person, or I'm kind of doing it for like attention mm-hmm. or something, you know?
1: Yeah. And so, how did how did these how did you end up starting to express this to your to your ex husband?
0: Uh, we had to have a whole talk, and it sucked. And was he there a lot
1: of little talks, or did was one day there was a talk?
0: One day there was like a talk. Uh-huh. Um but then after that we had like a few other talks because then he was kind of like, "Well, maybe we could still make our marriage work because you know, we're we're really good together." And I really agreed with him, but I just felt like I didn't really want to. I felt like I had been like being kind of like outwardly lying to everyone for so so long, and I was like, "It's not even that I don't want to be with you or that I don't want a relationship with you, but I just don't want to have to like have this like facade of like who I am as a person." So what world. was
1: that first talk like? And how did it who brought bad. it up? How did it happen? What 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 kinda went down?
0: It was me who brought it up. I have been talking about it in like therapy for a super long time and the therapist was like, I think you should really just like, you know, like I don't know, like rip off the band-aid kind of thing and just do it. Because it's not he was like, you know, take your time, but it's also not really fair to your husband to stay married, to stay in this relationship if you really feel this way. Mm. Um so I told him and it was very bad and sad. It was definitely not good. Like there was not it wasn't that he was like mean or anything, but he was just really sad. Of course. So it was just it a w-
1: was it like a breakup talk or was it just say I'm feeling this way about men and sex and
0: It was more just like, yeah. "Oh, I think I'm just gay," <laughs> you know. <laughs> it oh. fucking sucked. And then and then then after that was more like a breakup after that yeah Yeah.
1: that's tough and and how 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 was it to navigate that conversation
0: it was it just sucked because it's like i i still like love i still have the same like when we got married i was like oh i love you and i still feel the same like i love you i just don't love him in the way i guess i don't love him in that like very like romantic sense Mm. which i never really thought was a problem until i like did kind of start to experience what that was like and then I was like oh I feel like this is kind of an experience I've never had before so it was just weird and and I felt like it just sucked because it, it was very like painful to like see him be so sad and I felt like I was causing the sadness even though I didn't do anything really but
1: did he have a bunch of questions
0: not a little bit a little bit he but he was pretty. He was pretty nice and like understanding
1: about it. He just kind of accepted it and was like,
0: yeah. Yeah, kind of. But I mean, we, the it's still been hard because it's like then we actually at that point had gone back upstate to stay with our families. Mm -hmm. So we actually weren't living together at that point, which made it easier, I think, because we had moved out of our apartment and it was kind of under the guise of like, we'll move back in together later. But then I think it was just sad because it's like, oh, we're not going to move back in together. And then we have pets and we have to like split up our pets. And... Who, who got the pets? <laughs> well, we split our pets up. So one of the cats lives with me and one of the cats lives upstate Do you, now. Do, you
1: do visitation? Do you we ever drop do... off one cat with the other so they can see the other?
0: No, because it's like six hours away. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but we do... Um... We do uh, FaceTime calls, actually, so we can, like, see the cats.
1: That's cute. And mature.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, because really, he is, like, the nicest person. And there's nothing, like... I think it's weird because I have other... Like, my girlfriend is divorced. She was married before. And her divorce was, like, this whole very, like, dramatic, like, bad thing where it's, like, her ex-wife, they really don't, like, get along. And they, like, can't talk. And it's, like, this whole thing. And people that I know who are my age who are divorced it tends to be more like that it tends to be like oh they like really had something falling out and so this is not anything like that but it's also kind of hard to navigate because you still really like want to be close with the person and be nice to them and not hurt their feelings and there's no big like fight but then it's also just kind of weird cuz it's kind of just like, oh, I lived with this person for, you know, like 7 years and we were together like 12 years and Big now deal. I just <laughs> live alone, you know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, which and living alone is awesome, but it's just yeah.
1: Oi, oi. And yeah. and the entire time you were were you still technically with the girlfriend or when when she went away did you all break up temporarily?
0: No, no, we've been together the whole time. Um we never broke up, but I felt like that It was just like a lot because I didn't think that we would be long distance for like a full year and a half. Like Mm. I think that like honestly if I had known that that was how it was going to be we probably would have broken up because like long distance is just so not really doable I don't think. But now the long distance is ending like now it's finally ending. Is she so. back? Is she back here? She's coming to stay actually tomorrow, and looking for apartments in Brooklyn. So she will be back. Are you then... not moving
1: in together? No.
0: Well, we're <laughs> we have been you dating a little
1: late on this on the lesbian <laughs> I
0: know, right? I know. People. My downstairs neighbor is gay, and he and I were hanging out, and he was like, "Your girlfriend always stays so much. Like, are you guys gonna move in together?" And I was like, no, we've only been together like two years. And he was like, yeah, but like, I feel like for lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, that's like a really long time. And I was like, yeah, boy. I think if it was two years with...
1: Without pandemic,
0: without pandemic, a real two years. yeah. If it was a real solid two years, if it was two years like, because the first eight months were
1: two years without like COVID or uh, you know men, you know stuff like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if it was two years without like the poly- now there's anything wrong with polyamory, but it's just a different dynamic because mm. it was like eight months of polyamory and it was a year and a half of long distance and like COVID long distance. So for some of it, we couldn't even hang out at all. Right. There were like a two there were two different two month periods where COVID numbers were really spiking before the um vaccine where we like couldn't hang out at all. And it's like that didn't mean that we were gonna break up, but it is kind of just like, oh, I'm dating this person, but I can't like have sex with them or talk to them. Oh, you know, we still talked over FaceTime. I didn't want to be like mean to her or anything, but I felt like I had spent so many years in a relationship trying to make it work. And then there were like just things that weren't working that I didn't want to do that again so i was like hey i have to give the ultimatum of like if we're not back in the same if we don't both move back to new york city by the fall then we have to break up because it's just like what's the point like why would you stay in long distance if you're not gonna live in the same place
1: i get that so and and just for uh, reference how long ago did you split up with your husband
0: um, we it was a, a year, about a year, a oh, little over God, a year. A year
1: ago. Yeah. I'm so behind on your newsletter.
0: <laughs> it's clearly. okay. No, so, I didn't so, post about it or anything. So
1: yeah. when did um so how did she handle being a I assume she was a support system through that? How yeah. was she handling your breakup?
0: I think it was like a little much to put on a person, which is why like when I was telling her about it, I was like, hey, if you don't Want to be with me in this new sense? Like I will be really sad because I still want to be with you, but also like I understand that what you signed up for was like a polyamorous thing where you're kind of like the side person, and it's. Oh, not... she wanted that. I think she she wanted that at first, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, at first, sure, but now not
1: anymore. Yeah, and so and because the other thing I was curious about was what was the, her relationship to polyamory going into all this, and and the discussions to. Close up your relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's like, one to
1: the monogamous <laughs> side.
0: <laughs> it's not even r- I'm not hundred percent sure that I'm just gonna like do monogamy forever. Because I think that's a little unrealistic to be like, I'm only gonna sleep with one person until I'm you know dead. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a lot. If you if you hopefully live a long life and I'm started dating her when I was 29, now I'm 31. So if I'm 31 and then what if I live to be like 90 or something? That's a really long time of just having. sex What if you with break up at 90?
1: Like you, still, <laughs> you don't have to wait till 90 to fuck again.
0: What if you? Re- I mean, some a lot of people do that though. Like my parents, I think have yeah. only had sex with each other for like 40 years i think
1: are they fucking other people i don't think so oh, okay I, was
0: I don't think so i think <laughs> maybe very very early on in their relationship oh really i think so yeah. <laughs> i know i think my mom had like a bisexual <laughs> fling with a lady but that was so long ago like that was like in her early 20s and now she's in her 60s so, Wait, so
1: now how did you meet the girlfriend?
0: Um, through her, the dating app. Mm
1: -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. And she knew you had this husband and she Mm -hmm. just thought she'd she'd be an additional relationship on the side.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. I like didn't really explain. (laughs) I was like getting off on a tangent. So she had only been in one serious relationship before in one relationship before that. And they got married and they were together for six years and they had been monogamous. So she really had no experience with like polyamory at all. But she had separated from her wife like seven months before we met and I think that she was like oh this could be really good like this could be a perfect situation for me you know I like have a really demanding job and I can't like give a lot of attention to somebody so this will be like a good perfect situation but I do think that it made her sad. Like she didn't pressure me or anything. She wasn't like, Oh, you should leave your husband or anything mm. like that. Like they got along very well. And I think that she likes him and respects him and stuff, but I think it did make her sad because sometimes she would be sad about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then what were the conversations like, you know, after after you left your husband? But then the the tight closing up the relationship the, the yeah. monogamous portion of it i know covid adds an element of like kind of no-brainer status but post vaccination i'm sure there was a conversation of so are we gonna do that thing or yeah. are we not doing that
0: yeah well i had sex with like two people throughout the pandemic like after i got vaccinated when we were still long distance i was like hey i need need to have sex because also i was like living at my parents house and it was just you know it's so hard to like have sex when you're staying at your parents house it's like impossible so i just felt unless you have no shame in which
1: case you just become a really annoying (laughs) child to have at home Like, now, I do was. you,
0: do you have, were you having sex at your parents' house a lot?
1: Not during COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I, I stayed at my mom's for a chunk of time. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't get late at my mom's house, but I was trying to set up like a glory hole encounter. <laughs> out she ha- okay so my mom has a big house yeah in jersey it almost is like two houses joined because mm-hmm. my dad when we were a kid put on an addition when he was mm-hmm. doing well and that the addition itself was like its own house mm-hmm. so my mom kind of has like a her side the old side of the house was always kind of like mom's side of the house mm-hmm. and the other side was ours. that's where the kids bedroom, bedrooms are the kitchen there's a basement whatever yeah. so the basement has a side sliding glass door yeah and then when you open that, there's like a few steps to go up, and then you're in the backyard. But in that little space, mm-hmm. like at the bottom of the steps, outside the sliding glass door, no one can see anything. Yeah, she could be on her. She could be on the porch in theory, and not she'd see someone go downstairs, but we wouldn't see down there. And mm-hmm. she certainly couldn't see anything going on from like her her window. Yeah. So it was just me and her. Yeah. And it was summer yeah. and the the department of health said the glory holes were safe <laughs> so i did try repeatedly to put up ads yeah. for glory hole encounter where i, I in theory was going to hang a sheet like in the open sliding glass door area yeah. give them instructions on how to get to that spot oh my and God. i could do my thing there yeah. and then they could leave go sneak out to the you know the hidden side of the driveway and leave and my mom's none the wiser because she's probably in her room smoking pot with her dogs
0: yeah yeah. So,
1: but I was unsuccessful in these. That sucks. Uh, in Nobody these wanted to do it. Uh, I didn't have the glory hole success until my last apartment, the one mm. I moved out of my mom's house to go into. Okay. Uh, yeah. and, and there and it, it worked all worked out. just fine.
0: Nice. Good. Uh, but I'm in glad the burbs,
1: yeah, people were all fucking <laughs> tight ass about it.
0: <laughs> and it's in suburban New Jersey, right? Suburban yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. We tried.
1: We tried. But yeah. but I, I normally am shameless about, like, if I am, like, staying at my mom's house for a weekend or if I'm bringing, like, a girlfriend home. I don't care about having sex in a house where my family is. Yeah. But apparently my family has issue with me having sex where they are because apparently I exclusively have sex with loud women.
0: Oh no. Are they they're loud even though they know your family's there? That's so crazy. I, so I don't know
1: what my type's like, but that's <laughs> anyways, I don't yeah. get weird about having sex in at my mom's house. But, yeah. you know, I understand we all like respect our family or something. <laughs> so. No,
0: it's honestly, it's not even like a thing of it's not a thing of like me feeling like it's disrespectful or anything. It's just I, my parents just have like a very small house and yeah. like the bedrooms are all just like kind of right next to each other. And it's really old house, too. So it's it's just more like logistically hard. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. But they're very sexually like open. They're not like, oh, you can't have sex here. It's just
1: like, it's just, I don't
0: know. It was just it was weird as, like,
1: did your, did your parents like as full-ass adults say to their full-ass adult <laughs> child at some point, like, yeah. if you want to have sex with your girlfriend, here,
0: yeah, <laughs> okay. When she came just to visit. Just sock
1: and we'll go get coffee. <laughs>
0: my mom when she came to visit my mom was like okay well you guys are like sleeping in the same room and we're we won't bother you and i was like okay well <laughs> oh, they weird. let you all sleep
1: in the same room yeah, that's nice right? i know right
0: dude her parents like straight up don't though they're like very catholic and yeah. they're like if you come visit you have to sleep and i'm like this is so weird i'm like a 31 year old woman who like now i have my own apartment so like i went to visit like recently and i was like i can't believe i have my own apartment and when i come here i have to like sleep in a separate Bed. Yeah, it's, it's like really do weird. your parents
1: know, like we could just go in the backyard, and I can yeah. figure you there. Like, I know,
0: <laughs> right? I know, I don't I think it's like this weird, like Catholic thing where they're like, "Oh, we're okay with you being gay, but like we're not okay with like sex in." Our I think house. they feel like
1: allowing the sex in the house that yeah. can still happen, despite them like claiming you can't. Yeah, it's, it's almost like they they feel like they're facilitating the homosexuality. Exactly. And, like, that's not my religion or something. That's why I can't bake you a cake.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, really weird because we've had, like, arguments about that where I'll be like, well, your parents are very, like, closed-minded or something. And she's like, no, they're not. They're not because, you know, she was married and they supported it and everything. And I don't really think they're, like, as far as, like, Catholics go, they're not that bad. But I just think that there's so much in that religion that, like, seeps into your brain you know and like makes you even if you're a very kind and accepting person there's just like a lot that's fucked up
1: do you think part you of know? it with the whole sleeping in separate beds thing is less the uh the the gay sex part and more the like no not before marriage part i
0: think so yeah <laughs> no i think i no, like think until for real. you make an
1: honest woman yeah <laughs> our daughter <laughs> yeah okay like carol did yeah then. exactly
0: because mm. after she was married to her ex-wife then they were allowed to sleep in the same room so i think you're right <laughs> i think it's about like marriage which is like so weird but yeah, so so, so
1: what were the so now that y'all are like moving back i, I assume the conversation about monogamy happened yes. su- uh a while ago or when sorry.
0: kind of recent sort of recent it when, was, it, when
1: did it did the conversation happen when we found out she was going to come down here and therefore it became relevant again
0: yeah it was like i had sex with like two people after i got vaccinated and she wasn't like upset about it or anything like she was like that's cool we have an open relationship but then we talked and she was like hey i could never do um polyamory again with you she was like i you know it's just this year has been so hard and i really feel like that if we're going to keep staying together i really want us to be together in this sense of like we're not having serious we're only having a serious relationship with each other and not having Mm -hmm. like serious relationships with other people and she was like so if you if that's okay with you like if you want to keep." you know, if you want to sleep with other people or whatever, like, that's fine. But I just don't want to you to get into another serious thing. Mm. Because I think it did. I think with my husband, it was like he'd been around for so much longer. And so obviously, she was like, well, I'm not going to try to break that situation up. But I think after my husband and I separated, she like realized that she wouldn't want to be in that position again of having to... Um, it was more just like the serious relationship aspect it's of it. It's interesting
1: though because like as the now uh the legacy partner she would yeah. be the she would have she would have the she would have some of those privileges and stuff, yeah. the seniority that your husband had. Yeah, right? It's like but for she's sure. like no I don't I don't want another woman to ever <laughs> feel the way I felt. But 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 yeah. oh, so what was that conversation? and you were just like that's chill that's cool? Yeah,
0: cuz I don't know if I could necessarily do it either again because I think that I think that my reasons for doing it were not like as like not so much because I was like oh I feel like polyamory is really right for me it was more because I was like I want to date a woman and then I did and then I was like oh I just I I'm, got
1: what I needed yeah
0: I'm just I'm gay <laughs> or whatever you know like or not gay but you know just like more apt towards dating women it feels more natural to me
1: mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah and how's that been uh, that realization been that uh realizing you're not actually into at least cisgender men hate yeah. speech. Uh.
0: <laughs> I think it's like, um, I think it's, I think it's weird because I don't want to like invalidate the relationships that I did have or the sex that I did have because it wasn't, it really wasn't like bad or negative. It was just kind of like, I don't know. Like, have you ever like had sex with someone and you're like, oh, this is like the best thing that's ever happened to me, yeah. you know? And then you're like, it would be really hard to go back to this thing. That is not the best thing that's ever happened to me. When you have sex with someone who you're like super, super in love with and also super attracted to and it's just like really, really good. It's like that like trifecta of things is like very hard to achieve with other people, I think, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's like so then that was another reason that I was kind of like I'm more okay with being maybe not fully monogamous, but like more okay with closing things off because I was like, I don't feel like that there's anyone else that I could really have that kind of relationship with. I mean, I'm sure I could because part of it is like time, right? Like sex gets so much better with time because you know the person and you know like what they like and all that kind of stuff and you get a deeper connection, Mm. right? I don't know. I guess to be like totally honest about it, I think that my husband and I actually had a better friendship. Like I think that he and I are more similar in ways of like – sense of humor and we would always joke around together and like have more similar interests and he is just like more in the comedy world and i feel like she is like doesn't really she's kind of like uh like she'll come to shows but i feel like she's just like oh like whatever you know which is okay but i just think so so to be perfectly honest i don't think that there's anyone ever that I could be with who I would be like oh this person is like really really sexually attractive and also really funny and also you know because that's like so unrealistic Mm -hmm. but um but I hadn't ever been with some like with my husband I felt like it was so much more of a friendship based relationship which It's totally valid. Like some people get married and they are just friends. They're just really close friends and that's totally fine. But for me, I was just like, I don't know if I want my whole life to just be married to someone who's just my best friend when I could be with someone who I have more of a romantic feelings for connection
1: well yeah it sounds like that's put you in a position to like realize like what is important in a romantic relationship for you yeah and so like you understand like what you value in friendship and actually you found that in in your now ex-husband and what you value in a romantic relationship is different what is it that you love about your girlfriend
0: well i just feel like that spending time spending time with her like i realized after she left after she left the city i think it made me like realize how much i valued spending time with her and how like spending time with her would you know it would go so fast so like even if we would during the pandemic we would visit for like seven or eight days and i would always just feel like the time was like gone so fast Mm -hmm. and um and i think that that's like very rare for especially for me cuz i don't really like to like be with people for extended periods of time like mm. my husband he i could spend a lot of time with him too cuz he's like very low key and he was chill but like there's not many people that i really would want to just be with for that much time so i think i was like oh wow like i really really enjoy being like in her presence and just being around her like when she comes to stay at my apartment i just want her to be there not even necessarily like doing anything, but just like be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was partially when she left, I was like, oh no, I'm like more in love than I realized, you know? Cause I was like, I can't imagine my life without this person. And then it was just like, yeah, so just I don't know. That doesn't exactly answer the question,
1: but it's all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, what what do you dig about? What do you dig about? Her?
0: Oh, I just this think is that-
1: your invitation. Just gut <laughs> and be gross and disgusting.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess like from a very shallow standpoint, I think she's like the hottest, um, which is like kind of a fucked up way to start. <laughs> but I do think that she's the hottest. Like, I I think that that was part of the thing with like doing like open relationship was I was getting like a little nervous because I was like but she's really hot so like someone's gonna like sleep with her and then be like you're really hot I want to have sex with you all the time and then I was like weirdly jealous which is like insane I know that's like insane but I was just like but she's really hot so there's that obviously but also just like I think that she's like super super kind and caring like one time we were at um we I feel were, like those
1: two things don't inter, uh, intersect very often super hot and kind and caring <laughs> excuse you hello <laughs>
0: well i guess she's super hot i think she's super hot i don't think that she's necessarily super hot in the way that people look at women and they're like that one's really hot
1: you know what i mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah no yeah she's not with uh are you are you trying to say she's not conventionally hot
0: I guess not. But is she conventionally gay mean. hot? Because
1: like Leah Delaria is like gay hot True. for a lot of people.
0: True that. Even yeah, if maybe. I'm not
1: looking at her like that's the babe, but that's not who needs to be babe. Right. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> well, you've seen,
1: you've seen, I guess you guys There's never like met. There's like types of hot. That's yeah. what there is. There's types exactly. of Exactly
0: exactly you guys never met in person but you've seen like pictures so you know like a like what she looks like like Mm -hmm. i don't think that she's somebody who people would be like she should be on the cover of playboy (laughs) or something but like no one looks like that either so yeah maybe more like gay hot i don't know (laughs) But, uh, but really super nice well like when we first first started dating or well i guess we've been dating for like two months or something and she came to um she came to see a show at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. And she was, what well, I know, which is like so, She,
1: so bought, she bought a drink, man. Yeah,
0: right. I know, with her friends, too. So it was, like a oh, whole group. And oh. I felt bad. I like kind of invited her to all these shows that now looking back, I'm like, that's annoying. Like, I <laughs> but she came to the show and then we were walking down McDougal Street and there's all these people barking. There's all the barkers. And she was like, what?
1: Do you want to tell people what a barker yeah. is?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Do we have you ever covered that on your podcast?
1: Uh, not, not unless you're like, you have a Barker fetish, <laughs> otherwise. So unless you're like really in the Burdette, Burdett, right, it's yeah. like <laughs> comedy. Pete. I love him.
0: I love him. Uh, I, uh, Barkers are comedians who have to. <laughs> have to like stand out on the street and get people to buy tickets (laughs) for those of you who don't know and i've totally done it before it's not something i would ever do again because it's so like dehumanizing (laughs) but some people are really good at it and you know some people like to do it but a McDougal street in the in west village greenwich village area is where like most of the barkers hang out right in manhattan i would say that's like yeah so um there's a lot of them and there is a female comic who is standing outside the grizzly bear parking <laughs> which is just a little dehumanizing mm-hmm. you know and and no shade they've given me a lot of stage time no shade but just a little dehumanizing and she was like colleen was like well why does she have to do that and i was like well like for newer comics or people who are newer to the city or
1: well, people are just not funny or yeah.
0: people- <laughs> But this comic actually is funny. I think it was just, you know, yeah, fu- it fucking sucks. Like, it's just kind of like a, it's a way to be exploited. So I was trying to explain it. And it's like to a non-comedian, it just sounds... I mean, even to a comedian, it sounds crazy. But to a non-comedian, it sounds like so crazy. And she was like, so she has to like sell tickets to do the show. And I was like, yeah, she does. And she was like, oh no like that's so sad and then she's like should i go out and like buy tickets from her and i was like that's really nice (laughs) which i know is like maybe not the most example of being like a humanitarian but like i was like wow she's a really nice person she saw
1: a broken human outside of a broken establishment (laughs) she was trying to get broken tourists to go into a comedy show Lying to them that Chris Rock is going to drop in, totally, and and your totally. and no, and your very sweet and kind girlfriend was like, yeah. How can I help? Money does yeah. money help? Yeah. Um. It's like it, yeah. that is how a lot of white women offer up help. Is <laughs> I have I don't know. There's my feet are tired to march, but like I have a wallet, but I have money.
0: <laughs> well, and I think that that's a thing too. I think she grew up really wealthy, and also is a corporate lawyer, so continues to be really wealthy. Mm-hmm. And I think. That has been really difficult because it's such a huge class divide between sure. us. And that's weird. But, but she has enough
1: of a conscience. But it she seems. does. Yeah. <laughs>
0: she does actually donate to causes and also try to buy tickets from the Barkers. And <laughs> I was just like, in a weird way, I was like, wow, that's like a really nice person because we had only known each other for a couple yeah. months. And I was like, that's really nice. And but then I was like, I don't think you have to do that. Like that yeah. might actually make her feel even worse if you're like, oh, you poor little sad little Angel on the street, like, let me give you some money. I was like, I don't know if you have to do that, but it was nice though.
1: So, does she pass your uh, being able to spend long periods of time with someone test? Is that a test you don't know if she passes yet?
0: No, she definitely does. It has been like, I feel like our relationship is someone
1: you could see yourself living with.
0: Definitely. That's our plan for next summer. Mm -hmm. I think now is like a little.
1: It's just a very conservative lesbian.
0: well i just think i think i was just you know i was in a relationship for 12 years and married for like six years so it's just like i loved like living with my husband and he was like a great roommate kind of situation but Mm -hmm. i i feel like living with someone is such a huge commitment and like sometimes i feel like people don't think of it like that like they're just like yeah especially in new york they're like i'll just move in because it's cheaper and (laughs) you know it would be cheaper for sure
1: absolutely To just rewind back to the, the divorce breakup stuff. Mm. It's like, how, how was the mending after that? I know divorce is something that a lot of people listening to the show can relate to. So, you know, I know it was in part because you realize this is not a romantic situation. At least anymore. And and though you fe- I got to imagine there's like conflicted feelings of like, I I'm am. going for what is going to make me happier. But right. But this also sucks. Yeah. How, how was that whole experience? And, and what helped you get through it?
0: Well, I think like normally when people are coming out or when people are like, I'm going to tell my family I'm gay and all this, it's like more of a, if your family is nice and accepting, it's more of a like happy experience. But for me, like talking to my parents about it, it was just like really sad because I was like, oh, and I'm getting divorced and like, so that was just hard because it would have been nice if it was like a happy experience but i didn't really feel like ever like a sense of happiness talking to anyone about it because it was because it also came along with and i'm also breaking up my 12-year relationship um so that sucked and it still like really sucks like it's hard because like i like phil came down to um cat sit for me when I went away he hung out with a cat very nice and then we were hanging out and I was like I really want us to hang out like I wish that we could like spend more time together but I feel like right now even though it's been like a year since we like officially like separated I still feel like it's a little weird when we spend time together because we still are like having feelings of love and then it's like weird to be alone in your apartment with someone that you have those
1: feelings of love for do you feel like they're even feelings of love or do you feel like they're almost like memories of being in love with him
0: it might be more like that it might be more like you just get so used to like being in a relationship with someone for so so long that then you're like how do i like talk to them without being like oh like babe or i love you or like you know like because that's just how you talk to your partner
1: so have you chosen to like try to spend less time together to combat that? Is that-
0: yeah, and also because he still lives like five and a half hours away now, and I moved. So I moved back to Jersey City in um in uh, June. Mm-hmm. So it's been like three months.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so it's yeah, it sucks, but it's okay.
1: Are there any particular coping mechanisms or anything that like helped you move past the breakup?
0: Um. <sighs> i I guess just like going to therapy probably yeah, yeah okay well, that's good
1: that's yeah. good yeah. um did, is did Colleen like approach I just I'm just trying to think about I mean, it's a little different because she's already dating you like I'm dating someone right now who yeah. uh gotta have a 12 year relationship that included a a lengthy marriage in it and so there's like a combination of like doing the dating but also recognizing that there is a breakup that is like bigger than me at play that i have to like respect and like give that space for when it's needed so i didn't know if like colleen needed to at any point like kind of did you know i don't know did she have to like do some like mending you duties or if that was just more Mm -hmm. that would be therapist stuff
0: I, yeah, I tried. There were a couple times where I would like talk to her about it because I was like, she went through a divorce, so mm-hmm. she knows what it's like. But then I felt like it was like kind of inappropriate to talk to her too much about it because it's like, even though she's there for me and we're partners and everything, it's also like it can feel a little weird you don't want to, I would never like talk shit or like be mean. But even if I was like complaining a lot or being like, oh, this is a hard thing. Or I would feel sort of like it was just like a little inappropriate. So I try to keep those things like separate because I feel like it's kind of unhealthy if you're putting that on your like new partner. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm to, and there were times where she would be like, Like this was a while ago, but this was like, I don't know, like over the past year, there were like some times where she'd be like, I feel like you're wanting a lot, a lot of commitment from me suddenly. And maybe you just want it because you're like so sad to get out of this like huge commitment that you were in. And Mm -hmm. maybe you like are wanting so much commitment from me because of that and she was like you know if you want to be really committed like that's fine like i want to be really committed but i don't want you to want it just because you're like sad or not wanting to be alone i want you to
1: feel want i want you to be committed to me because you're committed to me not because like i am the new commitment i'm filling in a gap
0: yeah 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 and so then i had to be more comfortable with like living alone and spending like a month or so apart and like being okay with like being alone because i feel like i hadn't really been not that i wouldn't have a lot of alone time but i hadn't ever lived alone and you know had all that time to like
1: <laughs> self-reflect or whatever and and so and so now was what, what is it like being even gayer uh, <laughs> how's that feeling for you it's great <laughs> Is it, awesome. Are you finding the uh, the the new acceptance of your of your identity uh, manifesting elsewhere in your life?
0: It's weird because I actually I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I feel like it used to be like a lot of male comics would like slide into my DMs or try to hit on me or stuff. And now they don't. No, they don't. They don't, which is so fucking. <laughs> di- I don't know if it's just because how I dress now. Cause I keep wearing like these gay outfits or so. I don't know what it is.
1: I d- well, no, I think it's cause Do you, they, they, just know? they, well, if they know that you got divorced from your husband and you're with your girlfriend, if they, if yeah. there's a perception that you're gay.
0: Yeah, then
1: they're yeah, like, I won't. I don't. My uh, my understanding is it does not eliminate the DM slides, but mm-hmm. I understand that it, it might lessen them. Yeah. Um, but if you're uh, uh, bisexual and polyamorous, it's like there is a chance. Yeah.
0: And then <laughs> I would get a ton of DM slides, and it's like weird in a way because I'm like, oh, I didn't like that, but now that I don't get them, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you guys think I'm not cute? Like,
1: <laughs> which
0: I know is terrible, but like. I, it's also a little bit weird because I don't usually think that like male comics, like straight male comics, I don't usually think that they like have the perception to even put all that together. But maybe I'm being I'm sorry, that's a mean thing to say. Okay. But like, I just feel like for them to be like, hmm, yes, okay, it looks like on Facebook, I can see that she got divorced and, and I can see that she's with a woman. And like, it seems like more than like a lot of straight male comics would even like think about. You know? interesting i don't know that's kind of mean sorry that's all right. <laughs> i don't mean it against you but <laughs> uh
1: we can take it we're oh, so doing you're okay
0: not, are you like a straight man i'm sorry i don't even know how you like identify <laughs> do you identify as straight
1: you know what if anyone's know. at all even questioning it i yeah. just think that's awesome in and of itself <laughs> so i'm kind of like okay. ah, cool. i like that it's even a question yeah. i identify as a straight guy for <laughs> now i don't understand i'm more i'm more uh questioning about gender identity than my like sexual orientation we'll yeah. say but mm-hmm. uh As I've talked with some people lately, I'm more waiting to see how everything settles out, like, with definitions, because I do think words should mean things. Yeah. Uh, And I'm just like, how about when everyone figures out what the words mean? Like, I will then recategorize.
0: Yeah. No, that Um, makes sense. But I have
1: been using that, like, gray uh, non-binary emoji option, and I do enjoy that.
0: I didn't even know. I'm sorry. I feel like (laughs) I don't even know your life. I
1: I don't... (laughs) Everyone just thinks I'm a big slut back. It's fine. That's fair uh, for what I put out there. No, yeah. I I identify as a man for now. Because look, mm-hmm. until I know for sure, why give up the benefits, the bennies <laughs> on Street dude? Oh yeah, are, come on, what? They are sick. Why? Why give up any of it?
0: Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I
1: will. I will let it go when people come take it. You know. <laughs> but as, as 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 one comic, we don't say his name as often anymore. Said we uh until then you know it's uh, <laughs> yep yep um, understand so uh, but uh, and now you're getting like female comics sliding no
0: more? no no i mean i hooked up with one comic who is uh well no i hooked up with two comics
1: i think i know who am. <laughs> Although I, that person seems to have, like, hooked up for everyone who's queer. Um, mm,
0: I wonder... Oh, my God. We
1: should I, talk about it after. because I, I wait.
0: I wonder if it's the person that we're thinking of. A non-binary person? Is that who you're thinking of?
1: Sometimes non-binary. The, yeah. You know, uses she pronouns as well. Sometimes, okay. Yeah, all right. I we might be wait. thinking of
0: the same person. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think
1: you had negative things to share. Oh. <laughs>
0: maybe. I've <laughs> yeah, had other maybe.
1: female comics yeah. shared about this yeah. person.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I've hooked up with, like, three different... Well, I hooked up with two comics who identify as female and one comic who like recently started identifying as non-binary and um one of those experiences was like really bad but the other two were good and i guess i just feel like in general though that i don't really want to hook up with comics anymore because like it just doesn't seem like a good it never really feels like a really good idea even if you guys are still friends and it all works out it's just like i don't know it just it just feels like with comedy it's like i already see all these people so much and now that like the pandemic is slowing down and like we're doing all these shows i'm like seeing these people so much and it's just like kind of weird sometimes you know yeah
1: and has been exploring the uh the breakup and everything on stage if you have been
0: i've talked about it on stage but i feel like people like are kind of like not sure if it's real you know in comedy how people will be like
1: wait is that real did that really happen yeah but i feel like they say that like with me with a glory hole story not Mm -hmm. with like (laughs) i got divorced no (laughs) what even is divorce (laughs) do people actually do those or only in porn come on (laughs) why would yeah and why would you
0: like lie about that that'd be so weird if i like lied about getting although i don't really say i've got divorced i just mainly will just talk about like just you know like my sexuality and stuff like that. Hmm. But I don't want to say anything ever that would like come across as like mean against my, like ex-husband that's because, what i was gonna ask do you yeah. f- if
1: you were feeling like you were gonna you know back off a little bit
0: yeah i feel like mm-hmm. anything that would be perceived as being like mean against him or like making fun of him in any way or anything like that like i think it's actually really fucked up when people do that unless the person like abused you or something sure, sure. Yeah. but like otherwise it's just like when people get on stage and they like are like oh my ex-wife i'm like wait what the fuck like
1: that's weird yeah. <laughs> and uh and tell me about the new podcast
0: Oh, yeah. Me and Sarah Garner started a podcast yeah. called Choose for Queers. And we actually <laughs> talked about this. We talked about the whole coming out thing. So if people want to know, because people were like, oh, my God, like I had no idea. And I was like, I literally talked about it on a podcast. But also, I shouldn't assume that all my friends are just
1: going to like listen to it. I assume zero of my friends <laughs> listen to the podcast. That's
0: probably smart of you. Because you know? they like. I don't think many of my friends do either. Actually. I would feel
1: such a dick. I would feel like a dick trying to demand that fr- to. Maybe it's just because of the type of podcast, but it's like, I don't yeah. want to make friends listen to where my dick's been. <laughs> I think that's not, that's, yeah. it's, it makes it difficult to promote my work like, you know, mm. among family. I have to mm. be like, it's fine. You don't have, because yeah. every family together is, I haven't listened. It's okay. I assume yeah. you didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> now, but you, um, is that like weird for you? Because you're so sexually open with your podcast. Is it like weird for you with friends and family or are they like pretty cool about it?
1: Um, well, friends, I'd, it would require me having like a lot of friends, which I don't, so <laughs> okay. I don't have that problem. Okay, uh, nice. no. Uh, Wonderful. Among family, it's yeah. uh, it's been pretty like easy and chill. The most is that some they did they, they get hung up in large part on the on the non monogamy stuff, the poly stuff mm-hmm. that will get a lot of questions. Yeah. Um. Usually, like in good faith, but true, like from this place of like. As if I'm doing something super exotic and it's a big deal, and I have to like talk about it like it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And actually, my new stance is I think when people wanna like, when monogamous people find out you're non monogamous and then they wanna start pepping you with, peppering you with questions about it, I think now I wanna start reminding people I'm like, I don't mind answering these questions, but remember that you are effectively asking someone about their sex life. Yeah. And when you, Tell me you're monogamous. It's still considered rude for me to ask about you and your wife's sex life. Yeah. So maybe it's rude for you to do the same. Just because mm-hmm. we have sex with other people doesn't mean you get to now know about, like how that works. Yeah,
0: I always <laughs> felt that way too when I was in a polyamorous marriage. I felt like people – it would always be like guys who were – It was like they wanted to try it, but then they'd be like so weird about it, you know? They'd be Mm -hmm. like, oh, but if my wife slept with other people, I'd be so upset.
1: I get that from the women. I'll get women who say like, how do you... I mean, everyone just jumps to how do you not get jealous and then I have to say, like, who said we don't? Yeah. And I have of course to go with the whole do. thing. You're not supposed to try to avoid bad fifis. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't, it's not trying to, it's not a game of avoiding jealousy. It's engaging with the jealousy when it comes up. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah. we handle it. We, I handle the family the way anyone else, but no one's outraged about what I do for work. If anything, I was just in the fucking, I was in the New York Post for the whole OnlyFans story. I saw yeah. And so they had a picture of me with a t-shirt on that said, this is what a sex worker looks like. <laughs> And my uncle Mario called me. He's like, (laughs) the first words out of his mouth, he calls me and it's sex worker. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, Mario, what you got to say? He's like, nothing, just sex worker. I'm like, yeah. Yep. Fine. Let's move on. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Or like my dad uh, was at the country club the day he came out. So people were coming up to him with the paper with the same name. Yeah. So they're like, This is your kid? And he was like, Yeah, that's my boy. i wouldn't be i wouldn't be proud if it was one of my daughters but it's my son so yeah. like he's a man yeah, yeah. <laughs> go wave that dick on only fans way to go
0: isn't that a weird thing though how people are like more okay with it if it's men i think like people are like oh that's fine
1: it's fucked up i'm yeah. just like you know be a little upset yeah it will make me feel like a you're yeah. moving along the feminism timeline but. yeah whatever <laughs> yeah
0: totally i feel that way with my dad too like i feel like my dad had just such a like different reaction to like when i first started having sex i feel like my dad was like very concerned about it and he was like oh you shouldn't be doing this but then with my brother my brother didn't start having sex until like much later and he was always like i wish that he would like go out and have sex and i was like what that's weird why do you <laughs> wish that your kid would have sex it's like a bizarre i think that the best thing to be would just be like kind of like not r- super involved in it either way just you like super
1: neutral. That's yeah, the best family right? response is not caring.
0: Yeah, just be like whatever you want to do and not yeah. be like upset about it but also not be like it's weird that you haven't started having sex yet, you know?
1: <laughs> so it's like, yeah,
0: I get it. Yeah. It's weird with families.
1: <laughs> so what do y'all talk about on Cheers for Queers?
0: Um, we talk about coming Fancy out football. late in life. Oh,
1: yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, <sure>. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we talk about coming out late in life and and Sarah uh She still identifies as bisexual, but she is now in, like, a long-term serious relationship with a woman, and it's, like, her first, like, serious relationship with a woman. So, stuff like that. But we also just have a bunch of, like, different, like, queer guests on and talk about whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. Cool. Did we just talk talk about queer stuff? Yeah. And basically. cheer stuff.
0: Yeah. Cheer stuff, queer stuff. And comedy. It's all that's like every podcast ever, right? It's just like talking about like comedy and sex. That's like everything. Right? <laughs> like I just feel like that's like every podcast. Like yours yours is interesting because you do have comedians on but i'm
1: not funny i get it it's such, i know i'm really not targeting funny. a niche. no one's done it before on purpose <laughs> no i was gonna say
0: but you guys don't just solely i feel like oftentimes when it's comedians talking to comedians it's just only just talking about comedy
1: yeah uh whereas in like i have an audience that like some of them probably have an aversion to like good comedy because <laughs> yeah. it's joking about someone they probably think you can't joke about but mm. you know it's uh yeah mm-hmm. we talk about i mean it's not just like butt stuff and orgies we talk about love and and gender and marriage stuff yeah. but
0: <laughs> i do think even though that now kylie and i are more monogamous i do think it'd be fun to go to one of the sex parties i'm always mm. like i'm gonna go to one of the sex parties but it's like our plan was always to do that and then it was covid and then now it's like not covid exactly but still a little covid So if it's i like may weird. offer yeah
1: at least the sex party I go to, yeah. and I know there are other parties doing the same thing. Like at least the party I go to, like require vaccine Like before I even get to the person with the list with of the names, yeah, I gotta I gotta talk to the big tough bouncer just to show the vaccine. Like they hired a bouncer just for the vaccination part in case someone's an issue, yeah. And then if, when you get past that, then it's you're checking in your name. So <gasps> nice. I think I okay. think COVID wise, bad. I'm not too concerned in terms of like sex parties if they're mm-hmm. also. like actually requiring it because the first Mm -hmm. time they did it they required it but then i got to the door and no one asked and Mm -hmm. i think after that people maybe commented and they were like oh we actually have to check and they do
0: that's kind of how i feel about a lot of like comedy clubs and stuff in the city like comedy clubs bars and stuff there's a lot of ones that technically say that you need to show your vaccine card but then you get there and nobody's asking for the vaccine card and you're like wait are you checking it or like I went to Henrietta Hudson's last night, and they actually are. They Gay. actually did. Okay, <laughs> I know, right? I know, dude. It was for diking out too. They were having oh. like a, you know, you know, Carolyn yeah. and Melody. Yeah, of course you know them. Yeah,
1: I yeah. had to, I had to let Carolyn know that I exposed, I, I, potentially exposed her. She was one of my, oh, she's no. on my close contact list. Oh, shit. Yeah, we both bombed at comics at Mohican oh. Sun. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it was fine. <gasps> Apparently she was fine and everything, but she was in the 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 time period of oh, contact, So, was uh, she? Yeah.
0: Did she take it? Okay? Okay. Yeah, she was fine. She was like, I went to get tests,
1: and she was fine. She yeah. she was good.
0: She's really, really, she's really, really sweet. But I do remember at the beginning of COVID, she was like freaking out because I remember she kept messaging me and being like, "Hey, what are your symptoms? Hey, do I?" And I was like, "Yeah, you probably have it. Yeah, like we all remember like back. It was like we all fucking had it. Like yeah. everybody had it. I had it very bad, but I think that a lot of people had it and probably didn't even barely yeah. realize. You know? Yeah. It's just, we all Anyway, because remember like before the shutdowns like everything now I think about just like how like disgusting comedy is like and I'm still obviously gonna keep doing it like I would never stop doing it but I'm just like this is really gross
1: well Malin, uh thank you for for coming by catching us up any any of uh Madeline's high school friends maybe maybe missed the post don't I I hope you feel caught up now as well uh now where can people go to find you listen to your podcast cheers for queers where should people go
0: um well cheers for queers has our own little instagram and it's you know just cheers for queers i think it's cheers for queers pod i don't know i'm not promoting it very well but (laughs) and i do it with sarah garner who's really funny and awesome and my name is madeline smith it's spelled m-a-d-e-l-e-i-n because people always misspell it. You can find me on Instagram. It's not, look, it's not
1: our fault you chose to have that name. It's uh, spelled
0: wrong. <laughs> like there's no no one's name is spelled like that, I know. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and whatever. And I also have an album out that um is called Bell of the Ball and you can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, any of those things. Oh, that's awesome. When did that come yeah. out? It actually came out last year. <laughs> it was um it was on the uh it was number 1 for 2 days. And now it is not anymore. Oh, congratulations. But, yeah.
1: I'm going to check that out. Thank you. Uh, definitely, definitely, everybody. Uh, Bell the Ball, Cheers for Queers, probably all on Spotify. Yep. Uh, thanks again for catching us up. Congrats on your new, even gayer status. Thank you. Uh, and, and why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody?
0: Goodbye. Thank you for having me.
1: Mal and I actually kept talking for like another 20, 30 minutes. Pretty wild. We we talked a little bit more about my breakup because, hey, I just spent an hour learning about her breakup and, and we actually hadn't caught up since Megan and I split up. So we kind of got a little bit into that. So if you're curious, if you want to hear more, that whole chunk of conversation is available exclusively on Patreon. It's coming out tomorrow for all of my $5 and up fan whores. So you can get access to that bonus episode and nearly 300 bonus episodes at patreon.com slash man podcast. Let me know what you thought about this week's episode. I'm sure so many of y'all can relate to Madeline. Maybe you came out as queerer later in life. Maybe you've also gone through a an unfortunate divorce. Maybe you've also had to adjust your relationship dynamic, whether it's from poly to monogamous, monogamous to open, open to something else. Share how you related to this show in our episode discussion channel in the Champagne Room, our Discord server introduce yourself to hundreds of fan today at manhorpodcom slash discord i know this part of the podcast tends to involve a lot of urls i say out loud but just know that like they're all in the show notes click the more info i don't know what app you're using it's all there you can click on it tap it type it into your desktop i don't care how you do it if you want to send me an email with your thoughts, your questions, your advice, requests, maybe it's a criticism. Send any and all of it over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. we got some cool episodes coming up in the works. Uh, we're bringing back another uh, past Man Whore Podcast guest, Dylan Birdsall, filmmaker. Uh, we're doing a really cool episode about erotic romance and erotica. That's going to be coming up. It's going to be kind of a different type of show and i mean i would love to do another happy ending massage episode i i I just got to find someone else to massage me and jerk me off and chat because remember my (laughs) my beloved go-to happy ending massage lady is an anti-vaxxer fuck (laughs) so we're going to be doing a lot more fun stuff here on the show if you haven't already click the subscribe or the follow button on your podcast app of choice so you don't miss an episode I know a lot of like tragic shit has been going down the last couple weeks. I haven't really had, been able to address it. I know scary things are going on. Texas is trying to ban abortions and voting unless you're white. Hurricanes are smacking up all parts of our country. Some dude from West Virginia really just doesn't want the government to like do good things for people. And I heard that season finale of that show that you really like really sucked. But stay up, stay positive, keep moving, keep grooving, keep doing your things. And as always, stay slutty.